Through the Lens of Amani, written by Kennedy Ellingson. As I walk into the glorified box we call a house, I hear the coughing of mother and the crying of the twins. Mother is sick and can't get out of bed. She can't handle the twins. She takes many naps throughout the day while I take care of the twins. Mother wakes up from her fourth nap of the day. Amani, mother yells from her dark, dirty room that hasn't been cleaned in a long time. I gradually walk to my mother's room. My feet feel extremely heavy. As I walk into the room, I realize I need to help mother as soon as I can. Yes, mother, what do you need? I say with a disturbed voice. Mother has dark circles under her eyes, and her hair looks like she hasn't seen a comb for a whole week. A great sob escaped her, and she covered her face with shaking hands. Mother says to me, take care of the twins and find me medicine. I can't. I don't know what to do anymore. Amani felt overwhelmed about all this and knew she could help in some way by either getting medicine or taking care of the twins so Mother could get rest. Mother tries getting out of bed, but she can't. She feels so weak. She kept thinking to herself, this is the worst thing possibly ever to have. I lied, Mother thought. She cries to me, find me medicine, Amani. We have no money to afford it. I don't care how you get the medicine. If you really need to, you can steal it. Do I do it for my family or do I not see the medicine as following the laws? Mother, I can't. I don't want to be a thief, said Amani. Mother gets upset with me, but I'm only doing it for the best of me. Me and the boys need it, said Mother. Just do it, please. Mother kept begging me to go get medicine for her and the boys, but I didn't want to be a bad person. The boys started crying. I couldn't stop them, and Mother had fallen asleep again, marking her fifth nap of the day. So now it was just me and the twins. The boys had to overheard Mother because now they are telling me to get the medicine for them. Isaiah says to me with an uneasy voice, Amani, we're probably going to die if we don't get medicine sooner than later. Right as Isaiah said that, I felt disheartened. I knew I needed to help my family, or like Isaiah said, they will die and it will just be me all alone. I felt scared as I thought that to myself. What if they did die and it was just me? Isaiah, I'm not going to let that happen, I promise you. I will get medicine as soon as I can. We just need to pray for each other. The twins haven't slept, nor have I. We all need to get rest, Amani says. The boys reply with an afraid voice. I agree. We all fell asleep, and sooner or later, four hours had gone by, and it was 8 p.m. I need to go get medicine for my family. I felt as if they had been getting sicker by the minute, and it made me feel discouraged that they wouldn't get better. I decided I was going to help them. I ran to my mother's room where the twins also ended being in there. I'm sick of sitting here and not helping you guys. I'm going to go and help you guys, Amani said with a proud but intense voice. Mother looked doubtful but nodded her head. The twins didn't understand where I was going, but they ran to me and hugged me. Thank you, Mother said, crying with tears of joy that I was going to finally help them. Be safe, Amani, and thank you for helping us, Mother said with her dark, raspy voice. I hugged the twins and Mother. I ran out the door feeling proud of myself. My journey had started to help my family. An hour had gone by, and I was surrounded with people. I went up to the people and asked if they knew what kind of medications cure influenza but none of them knew i had eventually run into a tall guy wearing a blue suit sir do you know any medication places that are close by that cures influenza he told me places but said that it would cost a lot to get that medication because many people in that city were getting diagnosed with it so they had to hire the price because of the risk of not getting influenza I didn't care. I needed to do it for my family. I asked him how to get there, and he told me the exact way that would be the easiest and quickest. I had arrived, and there was a section that said cures for the flu. I directly went to that section, grabbed the first bottle that had the label Tamiflu on it. I took it and ran as fast as I could. No one was at the store. I had a break through the window. I chucked a chair they had through the window and ran as fast as I could. My legs felt like I couldn't stop, but it was the right feeling at that moment because I needed to get far away so people wouldn't notice me.
I had gotten far enough away and I felt accomplished in myself, but I knew that it was the wrong and right thing at the same time. It was right because it was going to help save my family, but so wrong because I had just broken the law. I had cuts from running through the glass. I ran past hundreds of people with downcast eyes because I didn't want anyone to notice me and realize that I was the person that had broken the glass and stolen medicine. I didn't know my way back home. I was frightened. I went up to a guy named Miwak. He looked homeless, but he knew the way back to Korea. I followed what he had told me. Along the way back home, I got bruises all over my legs from having to jump from big logs to getting rocks hit on my leg. My legs were all black and blue. I was starting to get impatient to get home. A few hours went by and I was back with my family. Mother was lying with the twins, making them feel the comfort they needed at the moment. The twins had ran to me with excitement to finally have the medicine. They took a sip of the medicine and I rapidly ran over to Mother. Mother was tempted to take more medication, but I only let her have the right amount of the bottle said to give an adult. Minutes had gone by and they were already feeling better, but I told them to get rest. Thank you, Amani, said the twins. Amani, come here, said Mother. I went over and she gave me a tight hug and teared up with joy. Thank you, Amani. Thank you so, so much. I promised that I would never do it again because I was still so young. Learning from my mistakes, I just shook my head and didn't say anything. In my head, I was glad that I would probably be let up tomorrow, but I was unsure if I would actually be. We got to the police station, and he took me into a cold room and told me to sit down. He asked me every bit of detail that had happened, and I told him the truth about everything. He kept writing down things. I felt as if I should have just told someone about my problem, and then I wouldn't be here. I felt terribly bad, and I regretted what I did. After we were done talking, he brought me into a room that was cold, filled with concrete walls that had black cages around them. He signed me to one and told me that was where I would be sleeping until they figured out a date for me to go home and be with my family again. I knew something was going to happen, but I just didn't know when. I was angry at myself, but knowing that my family was healthy now made it so much better. I felt sick to my stomach. I was so guilty of it. I was tired. My eyes had huge dark circles under them, and I needed sleep. I shut my eyes and fell asleep. I woke up with an officer standing outside my cage waiting to bring me home. I got up, still tired, and walked to the car and where he drove me to my glorified box. When we got there, I walked inside. I was biting my nails nervously. I was scared the cop would maybe have to take my mother because she was the one that told me to go steal the medicine. But that wasn't the case. He just talked to her and told her that if I did it again, there would be serious punishments. She agreed and confessed that she told me and he understood her. My family was happy to see me as I was happy to see them also. I had learned my lesson and was excited that my family was healthy now and that we would be able to have fun with each other again.